I'm Lee. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Tune in live at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for your weekly dose of art and design. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to Saturation Italicized. Well, I gotta fix my headphones. Lauren, you take over. That was such a good, like, little segue. You were talking over the music. We <laughs> never do that. And I'm try. I'm gonna try and do that yeah. more. I'm gonna try like and like just elevated. Have like a little like, like when we cut to our next song, I'm gonna try really hard for us to talk over the beginning of it. Okay, we're gonna try. But I just forget because then I'll I'll like just be like, oh, it's time for an ad break, and you can't start talking again after you say, okay, we're going to, you know. Yeah. But I'll just like I'll just play us out, and that's how we know we're going to an ad break. Sounds good. I'll try to remember Sounds that. Good. All right, Lauren, what's on the agenda today? So the first thing we're going to talk about, it has been requested by Garrett, who was on the show last week, but we didn't Mm. get time for it, but it's how to build a brand that doesn't exist. So we're going to go through stuff that we do in class that Mm -hmm. I think is really beneficial. Yeah, and fun. It's fun to create (laughs) brands. fun. Okay, so then first thing you need to figure out is like, okay, we should have some sort of example that we keep referring this back to. Mm. Like one of our projects or something? Yeah, or just we could just make up a project right now. Make up a project? Um, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, just creative brain off. There. Well, yeah. we could we could maybe talk about um, like the the letterhead project we did because that was a brand we completely created yeah, from the bottom true. up. Okay. So sure. for that project, I did, it was a healthcare management app called Pillar. And so the first thing you want to figure out is like everything about what would be needed for that brand. So like a bunch of research, figure out what kind of logos that like other healthcare companies would have mm-hmm. and see like what the trend is. And then you do some little style studies, which I wrote that down. What even is that? A style study? I guess you're just trying to figure out, like, the style that you want. I would say style study just has to be, like, inspiration picks, right? Yeah, like the mood Mood board. board. Yeah, and I also have mood board and mind mapping. Just, like, figuring out everything that could be associated with Mind mapping is fun. Mind mapping is slept on. Yeah, I never do it with my projects. But then sometimes, like, when I'm working on outside projects that aren't, like, graphic design major related, I'll, I'll mind map. And, like, it's, it's really, really useful, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes, like, stuff in graphic design is, like, quote-unquote a stretch. In mm-hmm. the mind map, you can see, like, really how far Directly, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a lot of mind maps in my typography class. She's really big about the mind maps. But it, it was helps this? Herbert. Mm. But it really helps you, like, conceptualize what you're thinking in a visual mm-hmm. way. Um, well, should we explain what a mind map is? We're throwing that term around and we're not saying yeah. what it is. <laughs> okay, you can exp- how would you describe a mind map? Okay, so like a mind map is you take a sheet of paper and, uh, okay, let's go healthcare since you okay. were talking about your healthcare app pillar. Um, so you could do maybe two mind maps, one with the word healthcare and one with the word pillar because that was going to be mm-hmm. your, um, like the app logo. name. Yeah. yeah. So you write down the word and then with every like term that pops in your head or you just think about what you associate with that word so for healthcare I might think doctor band-aid hospital um white yeah yeah exactly like Like, yeah it can be anything that like pops into your head when you think of that word and then you just like write it down 
uh, you or you put a little like line from the word to f- from like healthcare to the word that pops into your head, and then you look at that word and you say, okay, well, what do I associate with hospitals? Okay, uh, machinery, um, death. I I don't know, you know, like, and then you would. Yeah. You do a little line and write the word that made you or the word you thought of when you thought of healthcare, And it just kind of goes on like that. And you end up making a big map of all of the things you associate with whatever your example word is, ours being healthcare. Um, and then you can do it again with pillar. So you might say, OK, when I think of pillar, I think of strength. I think of coliseums. I think, you know, so on yeah. and so forth. And it helps you create a visual identity for your brand because you learn what you associate when you think of these things yeah so it definitely gets the juices flowing Mm -hmm. for the because at the beginning like there's just so many directions you can go in and this helps you like see those directions and see which one's the best yeah and then the next step is my favorite we come up with a target audience I can't believe you like that how can you not like that it's not it's not necessarily that I don't like it and I get how it's useful but I just find it, like, I don't know, kind of boring. It's really nice when you're making your own target audience yeah. because it's, like, you literally get to create people that fit what you want to do yeah, perfectly. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you just, like, you come up with fake people, like, three different personas that you're directly targeting. So you would be, like, so someone for Pillar mm-hmm. would be, like, Susan is a 65-year-old, like, retired grandma who likes planting mm-hmm. and water aerobics and she has a granddaughter yeah she and loves going to her plays yeah and then you would just have a picture of susan mm-hmm. and you would always go back and refer to her and be like would susan like the decision that i'm making so if i'm using a yeah. typeface that's like way too crazy i'm like would susan like that the answer is no mm-hmm. and then you have if you have three different personas you can ver you can like make it a little varied but still you keep going back to them. I think for me, maybe why I'm not like, why I don't find it like such an exciting step is I do forget that I have to like look back at those personas. Like it's something I kind of forget about throughout the process because like I kind of have this problem, I think, where like as I'm designing sometimes like I'll design from step to step without looking at the big picture. So then sometimes like I get an outcome that's not really related to what my initial thought process was. Sometimes it's hard to like stay on your concept. Especially when you find out way too late that your concept is bad. Yeah. Or doesn't fit your design style. And then you're, you just, what are you going to do? And then you're like, oh wait, I can't actually, like one time I tried to do, or maybe I, no, I did just do a psychedelic project, aesthetic project. But there's been times I've tried to do, like, straight-up psychedelic design, and then I'll get into it, and I'll be like, ooh, I actually don't know how to make this stuff. It's so hard. Dude, psychedelic design is it's so hard, and for what? How do they what? make the type book like that? I don't, I don't know. I feel like it would be easier for us if we illustrated it instead of doing it, like, on the computer with a mouse. Yeah, yeah, you know like, with I mean? some markers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, or I completely like digitally agree. on Procreate, because otherwise, I'm like, how do you make that? Yeah. <sighs> Another reason to get an iPad. Yeah, Still don't have one. We'll probably never get one. Yeah. Anyway, once you come <laughs> up with your target audience, you should have solidified your concept by that point. And then you can make your creative brief. What's the creative brief is just like fancy stuff. You think the creative brief I like the fun? creative brief. I like the creative brief because, like, sometimes if you have small things to your company that have, like, very little to do with your design. Like, I remember for a packaging project I, I did, like, my company had, like, 
really ethically sourced avocados and like paid their like workers very like good living wages Mm -hmm. and that was something I like really wanted to point out it had nothing to do with my design it was just like this is what I would do if I were on a company and you can only put that in the creative brief yeah that's true you do get to say a lot you get to say like some keywords so after you've done your mind mapping you should come up with like three to five like keywords that you're sticking to so you would include that on the brief as well as the client like who's hiring you to make the project um the content objective your overall concept and vision target audience that kind of thing can also Mm -hmm. include your mood board but it's just kind of like your basis for going forward and the creative brief is useful specifically like keywords are like super helpful yeah i feel like those and like the target audience are like good to refer to if Mm -hmm. you're kind of stuck on what you should do or if you're doing Mm -hmm. the right thing and what's nice about creative briefs too is that that's something that you can pull back from whenever you do your final presentation. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it saves you a lot of time. Yeah, that's true. And it, like, makes your whole concept a lot more cohesive. And it's nice. Like, I've pulled stuff straight from my creative brief to go on my website with certain projects. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, I already wrote you already it. Wrote so it. You already nice did it. on the creative brief. Mm-hmm. You just copy and paste onto my website. Mm-hmm. So that can be convenient later. It's a great step to learn. Yeah. And then number, th- like, step number three. You We're only do- on three? Well, I grouped, like, okay, I grouped research, style studies, mind mapping, and mood board together. Okay, yeah. Because that's all just, That's all like, step one, yeah. Yeah. And then step two is, like, the creative brief, target audience, and concept. Yeah. Because uh, this is good grouping. These are, like, you kind of do all these steps at the same time. Yeah. And then step number three is sketches, type studies, and color studies. So oh, just, that those are fun. Yeah, those are fun. This is where like the Start pencil hits digital. the paper. No, we're not there yet. It's type studies, yeah. Oh, color well, yeah, studies. type stu- Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I thought you meant the drafts because that's oh, no. number four. No, sketches are chill. I sketches, guess. yeah. Those. Some people do tell you to do like an obscene amount. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that because sometimes. If I have, like, a limit of sketches I need, I just start mindlessly sketching. No, me too. And it's not productive in any way. No, there was one time where I, like, straight up only had three good ideas for something. And they were good ideas. It's not like I had three, like, you know, not useful. I was going to say something else there. I can't say on air. Uh, Three, like, like, they would have worked. But I needed to have, like, at least nine sketches or something. So I ended up just, like, in my sketches moving where, I like, the type was placed. And afterwards, like... I didn't get full credit on the sketch assignment. The professor was like, these are all, like, essentially the same. And I was like, well, yeah, because I had, a, like, a max I had to hit, and I only had a few ideas. Yeah, exactly. So. It's like sometimes it can be helpful to draw a lot, but sometimes it's just, like, hindering. Sometimes it's so just kind of just time case consuming. Case by case, yeah. The type studies, though that's where the fun is Mm -hmm. you just you play so type studies is you choose like a type family and you play around with different sizes and like letting the tracking Mm -hmm. um what weight it is and you really just get to see how the typeface is and you can decide if it works for your concept or not and same with color studies color studies color studies is always what I find easiest I always know what colors I'm going to use like before I even start the project for my healthcare project, I had so many color variations to the point where I dude, was like dude, asking everyone that was in class. crazy. You had, had like so many. forty or know. something. It was, was you were making it worse on yourself. I was, but I was like, <laughs> I have to exhaust all options, and then I was like, okay, now I have way too many to choose. Yeah, from. 
but I ended up liking the colors I chose, but sometimes it's really hard for me. Yeah. I Yeah, you've said that before that, like, colors can be the hardest thing for you. And I'm thinking, like, probably the reason why color choice is, like, very easy for me is because, like, I'd be using black, white, and red. Like, those, so true. those are the colors. But I'm it using. works where you're using it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's exactly. just, like, a classic color combo that I'm always trying works. to think. I, well, my last project was it had no red or black or white. So That's that was kind of big for me. Out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So step number four, you're going to move those sketches to the computer. And that's where you have your vector drafts. And by now you should have chosen your type and your color. So now you have some very rough drafts. Rough, rough drafts. <laughs> and then step number five, you're going to refine them. And then you should have your final. And then whenever you're, like, finish your design project, it's so important to present it well. Mm-hmm. Like, even... It'll like, make or break it. Yeah. Like, if you can't present your designs well, you can't put it on the portfolio. Something I love about step, I think it was five, about, like, sketches and then refining your sketches once mm-hmm. you go digital and all of that, is uh, that step... <laughs> that step will bring me to tears sometimes because I'll have a sketch that just worked so perfectly on paper with pen mm-hmm. and then you move it to the computer and it just doesn't even remotely work digitally. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that is the worst yeah. feeling. That was me for my type class the other day. I realized how wrong my sketches were. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Oh, are you talking about how you had like way more type than yes, you thought you did? On the spreads. Yeah. Like, I had thumbnail sketches of a, of a bunch of spreads, and I just drew, like, little lines where the text <laughs> would be. And then when I moved it to the computer, it took up, like, four times the amount of space on, I had on my sketch. And it's I like, there's, like, well, like, quite literally nothing you can do about that. I'm supposed to know. So I just yeah. guessed inaccurately. I put that in my process book. I was like, I wildly misjudged this. I'm really so curious to see what you do with that project because, um, where is I going with that? Wait. Oh, because, like, working with as much type as you have for those first couple of pages, like, there's not, like, a ton, like, I could think of to do. So I'm really curious to see, like, how you're going to go about that. I'm very excited. But, yeah, that kind of concludes. Do you have anything else to say about how to build a brand? I don't think I have anything to say about how to build a brand. Well, perfect. Um, We can move on to our PSA break-in song that you faded in so beautifully. Thank you. This is Sarah by Alex G. Don't go anywhere. Because when we talk, you hear us. And welcome back to Saturation Metallicized <laughs> on WGL 91.1 FM. This is Lee and that's Lauren. And let's get into it. All right. So we just went over how to build a brand from nothing. Hope y'all enjoyed that. That's basically how our projects are set up. Um, I know everyone's so jealous. It's so much fun. Um, but everyone that's who's just, not in graphic design is jealous that they're not. Everyone who's not in graphic design is like, oh, what are y'all doing? Arts and crafts all day? No, we're making brands, but also arts and crafts. Because yeah. today, did did you see what we did? Yes, and- I was so <laughs> jealous. It was definitely oh arts and gosh. crafts. It was so much fun. So there's a big juried show coming up um, in graphic design, which is like a really big deal. Lauren has some stuff in the juried show right now. It's a Woo-hoo. huge deal. It's on Thursday. Um, yes, please come. Please come to the... Um, at Wallace Hall, 
for our juried show. It, you'll see some wonderful, beautiful design. You'll see some of Lauren's design. And you will also see the cups and plates that we painted on today in class for everyone to eat their food on. Um, no, that's so funny. We wore me. gloves. Don't worry. We wore gloves. No, that's hilarious. I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> I laughed way too It's hard. a four-hour class. And we Y'all finished. Did the whole time? <laughs> no, we finished, like, all the cups and plates. And he was like, all right, it smells like paint fumes in here. If y'all want to leave, you can leave. Because people were, like, walking into the room and being like, hey, like, it's, like, really bad in here. <laughs> like, it's, like, really bad. No, that's – I wish we did – we did not do that in my three-hour no, studio you do. There's, class today. Dude, there's no other class that would do that except for his class. I know. I don't, I don't want to say it on air. I don't know who's listening. I don't want to get him in trouble because, like, it was genuinely so much fun, and it was so great to walk into this morning. Yeah, I loved the vibes. Um – Back to back to the topics at hand, um, Lauren. Yes. How do you feel about construction? You know, when you drive around Auburn and you see all I... these new things being built, do you get excited about the new buildings they're going to be building? No, no. And my my dad said something when, like, my freshman year when there was construction, he was like, "Auburn has always had construction yes. and will always have construction." Yes. I'm like, Auburn's really? not Auburn without construction. It, that's so true and I hate it because it's like this is such a beautiful town but it's like every other street mm-hmm. I'm on there's like all the orange cones and they're mm-hmm. doing something and I'm like when does it stop okay well when they when they're done building and mm-hmm. you see the new you know the new target or the, no, a new, new parking deck me. do you, you you don't feel excited about new parking decks well, or new targets okay so the new target no just because I feel like it doesn't really fit with the aesthetic of downtown Auburn. It's interesting you say aesthetic. Continue. And, but the parking deck, while I'm not like, I understand the parking decks are like a lot higher than Auburn's buildings. Like, mm-hmm. But I do appreciate them because there's no parking downtown <laughs> otherwise. So like logistically, they yeah. help me. But from like an aesthetic purpose. Yeah. It does they don't make you feel ruin. good. No, specifically the Target one. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're walking downtown Auburn and you're seeing all of these, like, lovely local places that have been open yes. for so long that have I so like much personality. Yes. Or, like, and those smaller chains, not Target. Yes, and, and you know, like, there's something very, like, personable about mm-hmm. the design of, like, little businesses like that. Like, yes. when you walk outside of uh, of the Auburn Popcorn Company and there's the little yes. awning, you know, like, yeah. that's, it's precious. It is cute. Okay, well, that's kind of like what we're going to be talking about is um, modern building design is bad. Like, it's just bad. There's no other way to go about it. Um, we've, as a as a whole from the world, like, the world's kind of decided that less is more when it comes to design of buildings yes. right now. And That's just a design trend, like, all the way around. Yes, and so, it, I think it works in some cases. Yeah, like, I think does. for graphic design, less is more is, like, definitely a good typically but a good thing to like but with buildings it, yeah where's the character where yeah where's Especially the personality in a small town like mm-hmm. all we got is character <laughs> well let's see what i wrote down about it we've gone into it a little bit so i'll try to omit parts we've already uh, discussed about but modern buildings as i said have become boring flat plain shiny rectangular you can think about any of the new apartment complexes built downtown mm-hmm. they're all shiny and rectangular and anonymous and characterless and dull you could like i could not tell you the difference between 191 ross and western right yeah those are the same building and i also like so is like the uncommon yes all of those new they're the same thing yeah they are and none of them conjure joy joy and they're everywhere and they're 
everywhere in Auburn now. Well, yeah. in 1984, Roger Ulrich, a healthcare design researcher, which, by the way, healthcare design? Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, healthcare design researcher conducted a pioneering study that proved a room with a view to nature accelerated the post-operative recovery of patients. Today, there's much more evidence to show that bad design can have a range of negative consequences, with studies showing that it can cause mental stress and even lead to crime and antisocial behavior. So this makes me think about, um, I lived in, I, I'm, I, we're just name dropping apartment complexes this episode, I guess. I but mean, <laughs> it's like, you gotta, I'm just we're saying talking I don't like the way that it looks, nothing else about it. Yeah, we don't know what it's like to live there. Yeah. Um, when I lived to the connection, and even where I live now, both my windows out overlook a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and they so does mine. are both on the, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you're on the second floor, though. I can't even, like, yeah, second true. floor still makes it so much better. Yeah. Because you still get, yeah, like, a little true. The outlook. first floor of just the parking lot mm-hmm. is is not the recipe for happiness. And three out of my four years at Auburn have been on, <laughs> my view has been a first floor po- parking lot. See, that's why I am kind of jealous of, like, well, I guess, but even the places, like, downtown, they're just going to have, like, roads. Mm-hmm. At least they get the downtown view, though. But even then, like, I've been in, like, apartment complexes downtown. It's, like, the bedrooms always have, like, one window, one tiny little window. Yeah, they are, like, yeah. kind of small. Yeah, they're, and there's, but there's just no, like, natural light breathing in the room or anything like that. When you read, like, what you had written down, it immediately made me think of the studio. Because, like, there's some classes in Wallace that do oh, not yeah. have a window. And you just, time doesn't exist you feel like you're going crazy. Yeah. But then the rooms with the windows, like the sun, is, and so it has nice. all the like greenery, and you can see Auburn, and it looks like it's just happier in there than We've, the rooms that with no windows. I don't think there's a single ga- graphic design class that has a window in the rooms. I'm pretty sure. That's the only one. <gasps> oh, you're right. You're right. The one. The one room. room the best room in Wallace. Yeah. Because it has windows. Well, Obviously, like, that contributes pretty heavily to our mental well-being. Like, when the space you're living in, like, when you look outside and all you see is man-made cement, you know, that's not something that's, like, going to make you feel better if you're not doing well. Whereas, like, being outdoors or being able to, like, observe outdoors has been proven time and time and time again that that's one of the best things you can do for your mental health at any given moment. Mental health is, it's always, like, go outside. And it, 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 it do it really go outside. Mean, like, go outside. You will feel better. Yeah. You really will. Um, and here was an interesting stat. By 2050, seven out of ten people worldwide will live in a city. Yet, hmm. despite the modern world's technology, technological advances we have continued to create a soulless we have continued to create soulless spaces that reflected none of this genius whether you're in downtown hong kong paris toronto there's no more human touch all of these buildings are just lifeless and emotionless and i think you can see that when you go back and look at skyscrapers that were built in new york city and like you know the 1900s you know, they had so much personality and there was, yeah, you could look at them and, and they were just all very different from each other. And now anytime a new skyscraper goes up, it's just, it's the same it gray. It is so rectangular. Like yes. It is a rectangle and there yeah. is zero personality now. Yeah, and when you walk around cities like that, that are losing their personality, that are losing their uniqueness, um, you're not going to you're not going to be able to feel love for the place that you're in, yeah. which is, like, very sad because, you know, kind of what we're talking about, like, c- 
community, loving where you are, appreciating like what's happening in your life. Like that's very important to mental health. And you can't do that without being able to look around your city and think like this is bringing me joy in some way or another. That's fair. Have you been to a city that you felt like didn't have these characteristics? Like had like personality? Yeah. That's what I love about New Orleans. Mm, is New so Orleans true. it's so I remember when we went there we were walking around this is actually like a little terrible but also funny but we were walking around and we were like you know like the sidewalks have so much personality like they're old and like kind of messed up in places and all the houses look you know just so yeah, individualistic like yes yeah and it was I mean it was from the hurricanes yeah. and stuff but there was personality and I think it just wasn't perfect. Yes. Yeah. And that like that's something I really appreciated about it. It's what drew yeah, me into it. Definitely. Um so I th- I don't know. I think that that's something I really appreciate about New Orleans. That's why I want to move back there is that it's a city that like you look around and you can see its history. Yeah. Whereas I think most cities nowadays try really hard to like Come wipe any oldness off of them. Yeah, definitely. You know, when I yeah. think oldness like gives places character. Yeah. Um, well, we have a little bit more to talk about on this topic, just a couple more stats, um, but first, we will cut to a PSA, however, this is This Is America by Childish Gambino, don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back to Saturation Italicized, let's get right back into it. So, we were talking about city design and how the way our buildings are structured can really affect, like, the mental health of people in these cities, um... And as, like, you've probably seen just as someone who walks places, um, that, <laughs> like, cities are tending to move towards or have moved for a while now towards buildings that have no personality, that can't be distinguished from one another, um, or just over- overall give that kind of Orwellian feel mm-hmm. of, you know, a gross, yeah. you know, dystopian future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But there's a lot of hope that the next wave of building design is going to be... I architecture the next wave of architecture (laughs) is going to be um more i don't want to say maximalist but it's going to have a lot more personality are you wondering why why are we going to move towards that i am wondering that climate change what we need the the vibe for that oh god i can't even pull it up i don't know where it is right now it's it's in the depths but the reason why i believe and the article i pulled from believes that people are going to move towards um, more unique design, again, for buildings, is uh, that forward-thinking businesses are going to respond by changing how they commission new buildings. Um, It's already been happening, such as in Leeds, uh, the UK, where Acme Studio has infused personality and breathed new life into a derelict industrial site they had, as well as Burkina Faso, where there's a, a... Tilde on the E's, I think that's what it's called. Architectures created a soulful health center in the city of Leo. So we're already starting to see a bit, um, uh, we're starting to see some changes in the way our buildings are being built and what they look like. Um, but the climate emergency is going to accelerate this change. Construction is one of the planet's biggest polluters, with 38% of energy related CO2 emissions in 2018 being generated by that sector alone, meaning construction. Mm-hmm. Which I is like, ouch! Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of pollution. Every year, an area equivalent to Washington D.C. is demolished in the U.S. Um, in Britain, oh, the average commercial yes, 
yes i'm honestly surprised it's not bigger yeah the way like like i'm at this point i'm surprised there's still like things to tear down yeah that's so true in britain the average commercial building is sentenced to demolition before it even turns 40 in 2023 we will see increasing outrage at the wastefulness of urban planning as it has been so far um I'm surprised this isn't a bigger conversation in the climate conversation um, because construction is really, really bad for the environment and we're always doing it. It's always happening. And if we're tearing down these buildings before they've even hit 50 years old. That's crazy. Yeah, they're clearly not being built to last last. whether like it's the way they're being built or the way they fit into the cities they're built in, you know? Because people are thinking, like, oh, that's nice, or we need to get rid of it, even though it's, like, a fairly new building. Yeah, that's crazy. So if we change our approach of construction, we're going to subsequently change the way these buildings are being designed. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're no longer using materials that, like, pollute the air as badly as they do, Mm -hmm. then we're going to start using, you know, materials with a different look that we're not used to, which is going to inevitably breathe inevitably breathe new life into the way our buildings are being designed yeah um individual concerns for the health of the planet will play a part like i said um and this year's heat waves have already resulted in calls to make our streets greener as we know the darker um a building is or a road is the more heat it produces so we will like have to move away from all these really dark really cement heavy buildings true the way they're trapping heat true that that's why new york is a sauna like it's so hot there but in the summer it's it's even hotter it's so don't go in the summer because it's so stuffy like all the heat of all the wait when's the last time you went to new york Mm, i think my senior year of high school so four years ago, I, but I do want to go again this summer after I just said don't go this summer. <laughs> don't like, go to New York because I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's so hot. Like you feel you almost feel like you're in the South because yeah. it's so hot. That's crazy. I went to New York when I was in like fifth through seventh grade. One of those. I think it was fifth mm-hmm. grade. Um, And we went in June. It was like a birthday trip for me and my sister. And since it was june we packed like you know only short sleeves and shorts and it was like chilly like we were getting cold there but it you know that was like like 15 years ago now was fifth grade really 15 years ago yeah no no it'd be less than that it'd be like 10 years i don't know how old are you when you're in fifth grade oh wait i was 10 yeah okay so it's like 10 11 years from now um i mean that's enough time for the earth to warm up it has been it it does every day it gets hotter (laughs) that's so frightening (laughs) thanks for tuning in guys to our uh doomsday show um the world's on fire woo (laughs) um but but hopefully the architecture will change exactly exactly if we move to colorful buildings like green or white or like god forbid pink yellow these fun colors they're gonna like not conjure as much heat as they are that's true and they'll be prettier they'll be fun colorful cities i was gonna say you know when you go to the beach and all of the houses yes. are like oh the my pastel gosh colors, and it's like oh this oh, is it's so such cute. a good vibe yeah i love it's only good vibes. love the way i feel when i'm walking in a like beach city do like you don't even have to be on the beach just to be walking around the buildings and feel better it's there so colorful and yes bright. and and they're and unique there's yeah. like a unique type of design that yeah, comes with is. being beachfront 
And it, it even, like, changes place to place. Like, Panama City Beach, like, that has that old kind of trashy, like, carnival aesthetic. And then if you go to somewhere, which is still, like, lovely now. Yeah, like, it's still so unique. Yeah. yeah. But then if you go to, like, Wilmington, North Carolina, it's going to be, like, fancier, like, kind of surf. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah, like, rich people surf There's so vibes. many different beach aesthetics, but they're all colorful. And they're all fun. And we like all of them because it's not the drab, giant rectangles because in the sky. Character. There's And that's what our cities need now is they yeah. need character. People need to, like be able to look at a city and distinguish it from any other city with skyscrapers yeah see that's why I really liked living in Florence for six weeks because they didn't have any buildings well wait that's not true they had like they didn't have any buildings yeah I said hold on (laughs) they do I like almost finished my thought but then stopped there they have like some towers but for the most part no building is above six stories oh so it's like a relatively like low and hyped city and all the buildings look so different but it's because it's so old it's like the Italian renaissance and they kept all that character well what's so frustrating is that if we had built our infrastructure like to have character in it then we could keep these buildings and have them a hundred years from now and then we would have old buildings that made our country look beautiful. Yeah. But we don't have that because no, we don't do that. The fact that there are buildings standing in Italy with character mm-hmm. longer than the U.S. has been a country yeah. is so crazy. Which is frustrating to know, like, we could have or we did build, like, you know, like the typical historic looking downtown. That's a, such a nice look. Yeah, it looks good in any city, and then you replace it with that. You know that one picture of, like, it's like an interstate or, like, an exit off an interstate, and it, like, went viral because it was, like, this is every city off an interstate in America. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking yeah. about? And it's just billboards, and it's just, like, the Shell, like, gas station logo everywhere and, like, McDonald's, and it's, like, that is ugly. You could be in so many different cities. Yes. No. Like, quite literally, lot. like, that went viral because everyone was, like, yep, that looks like everywhere in the u.s there's no personality and even if you move like around europe like even though they're old like you can still distinguish cities from each other yeah for sure but regardless i think um i think we're gonna move somewhere in the future that has you know design that's better for our mental health when it comes to cities but design that's also better for the environment and I, those things go hand in hand. Like we started this yeah. topic off saying going outside makes you feel better. Let's make our outside more beautiful yeah. in the ways we can. Yeah, definitely. If we're going to destroy the planet, we might as well destroy it and make it look pretty. So true. Not destroy <laughs> it and make it look bad. Yeah. we're You get one, you, not both. Right. Not both. We but should yeah. just email the corporations and say that you have to choose one or the other and you're doing both. Where do we email our theories? We have theories. Uh, we would like to talk to some colleges about our theories. Um, please contact us. This is Sheep by Mountjoy. And together we're listening to Saturation Italicize. Tonight, to end the way we always end, we will be giving you another game to listen to. I'm very excited. Um, if anyone remembers last week, Lauren quizzed me on uh photoshop shortcuts which by the way i was so impressed with how i did on that yeah i know you did really good i like i didn't know i like knew that many and i didn't know i used that many but i felt great about it are just like in your subconscious yeah it's in your muscle memory okay also before we start 
I need to get the Vine Boom or the okay. Eric Andre clap, one or the other. Okay, we got bruh, applause, and Eric Andre clap. So choose your choices, your answers wise. Oh my gosh. Choose your answers wisely. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Also, these are like the first one is probably the hardest. Maybe I'll start with the easier one. Okay. okay. What is the pin tool shortcut? It should be P. Good job, Lauren. That one was really easy. And I'm pretty sure, like, you you use shortcuts for, like, the uh, toolbar and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I yeah. Could never do that. I wouldn't have gotten that. Okay, what is the shortcut for the artboard tool? <gasps> Getting a little harder. See, I don't know that one. I always go. Do you want to do a guess? Is it just one letter? No. Or- well, I mean, I don't know. Okay, it's probably, like, control something. I'm going to go with, like, control A. No, wait, that's wrong yeah i was gonna say because that's selecting everything it's it doesn't have command in it is it shift yes shift something shift a no i don't know no it's shift o i don't know why it's shift o all right last uh, one okay this one like there's no way you're gonna get it <laughs> there's literally no way um how do you paste in place wait i know this i think it's Shift Command V. <gasps> oh my god! Because I used to do that a lot. Really? Yeah. Is that no, right? I probably used that maybe my first like year is when that... we were doing. Because I remember Hex specifically showed us how to do that. See, I don't even remember that, but I'm sure he did. I barely remember. I'll remember the most random stuff from our old classes. Yeah, because I can't it's just like, like fragments. I don't know if you've noticed. Anytime I talk about our old classes, I can never like say the actual name of them. I'm always just like. Oh, the one, like, Bryant taught. Yeah. Or the one where we did that project. Yeah. Well, that's um, the easiest way to... Yeah, like, I don't I don't remember what type and processes was. Was that Bryant's class? Or was that typo- typographic one? Typography one? Yeah, that was typography one. And so what was type and processes? That was just what we had, like, that semester. What we was it? What did we do? Type no, what did we do in and type and processes? Process- but it was two different classes. There was processes no, there's a cl- and type. Really? I think so. Then what did we do in processes? That was Hex where we did the postcard and the oh. Zoom poster. Okay, yeah, no, no, no that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, but what did we actually do? All right, well, that concludes everything we had planned for the day. Lauren, do you have anything else you'd like to say? No. No? Just. just oh, just. Yeah. yeah. Wh- what? Uh, war, war damn, damn eagle. eagle. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This was Saturation Italicized with your hosts, Lauren and Lee. Tune in next week at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for more art and design discussion. And follow our Instagram at saturation.italicized. Or Eagle.